I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And welcome to Doppelgangers. So today we are discussing season one, episode eight of The Vampire Diaries, which is called 162 Candles. I mean, the title speaks for itself. I didn't make the birthday connection immediately. I kind of thought we were going to go back to Bonnie lighting a bunch of candles. I'm convinced somehow I keep becoming convinced that Bonnie will turn into the star of this show randomly. Not the case, I'm guessing, but. Well, it's all about the power of intention. In many ways, we are still reeling from episode seven, as I assume many of our listeners are. I know I am. I wasn't prepared to be like sobbing in reaction to this show. And last episode was rough. And I, throughout this week, kept thinking about Vicky and was just like, oh, it's just like so sad. I'm going to miss her so much. I did feel her absence here in a number of ways. That's true. And over the course of the week, you got a new, you have a new theory now. I do. So as, as diehard fans of the podcast will know, I am convinced that Jeremy is going to become a vampire. I was convinced it was going to happen last episode. I still think it's going to happen. It's just going to take a little longer. Do you think it's going to happen in season one? No. Okay. Because of this theory, I think it's going to be a little longer. Hmm. And it seems that there's a bit of a storyline here with what exactly Damon compelled him last episode, but that's getting ahead of myself a little. So as we saw when Vicky became a vampire, the compulsion becomes undone. Any sort of compulsion gets undone as you're transitioning. Mm -hmm. And so I think Jeremy's going to become a vampire and this Vicky compulsion is going to come undone. Mm -hmm. And that's going to hit him like a truck, as it would anyone. And I think that he's going to make the choice to not feed on a human and just desiccate before becoming a full vampire and just like choose to die in that way. That's my new theory. Because I figure at some point, it's pretty likely that someone will make that choice. And I think if anyone's going to make that choice, it would be Jeremy. Because he's doing fine now, but it's because Damon said he took away all of his pain, which which makes me think that the compulsion included a little more than just saying Vicky left town. Interesting. And I have a new theory. Obviously, it's not about this show because I know what happens. But I have a new theory about teen dramas in general and about episode seven, because I was I noticed, obviously, that episode seven was a really big episode for Vampire Diaries. And I started thinking about episode seven on other teen dramas. Here's a little rundown. Gossip Girl, episode seven is Victor Victrola. Diehards know why that's a big deal. It's the first Chuck and Blair episode. Episode seven of the first season of Pretty Little Liars is right after Homecoming. And we see Toby's motorcycle totaled and we think Toby is dead. Mm -hmm. Episode seven of Teen Wolf is when they're all locked in the school by the main villain of that first season. I haven't watched in a while, but I know this big episode. And I'm sure there's other examples. I don't remember what happens in episode seven of Riverdale. But I've just I've just think about that. Oh, episode seven of the OC is when they go to Tijuana, which Stephanie hasn't seen the OC, but audience members who have, you know, that's a big episode. Anyway, so that's my episode seven theory. But moving on, it's episode eight. I'm going to read, as always, the Vampire Diaries wiki synopsis of this episode. On his birthday, Stefan is surprised by a visit from Lexi, one of his oldest friends. Still upset by the events at, Hall- at the Halloween haunted house, Elena does her best to stay away from Stefan, but Lexi gives her some unsolicited relationship advice. It's kind of solicited. Yeah. Elena and Jenna are surprised by a change in Jeremy's behavior, which has changed for the better. At Damon's compulsive insistence, Caroline tries to get his medallion back from Bonnie. Finally, Damon's offer to help Sheriff Forbes has sudden and tragic results. Yeah, all true. 
First thing that I want to address, it's Stefan's birthday. We have to get down to it. He's turning 162 years old. We know that last episode in Mystic Falls, it was Halloween. So we can conclusively say that Stefan is a Scorpio. Yeah. And I want to point out that he's also an, very likely an early Scorpio. So there is a kind of distinction between October, early November Scorpios and late November Scorpios. Do you want to elaborate on that? I, I would love to. I was going to. <laughs> Early Scorpios tend to be more of this Scorpio stereotype of like dark and mysterious and broody. And I think we see that with Stefan. I didn't know that about early Scorpios. For listeners who don't know, Stephanie and I are on the cusp of Scorpio and Sagittarius. And I identify as a Sagittarius, but Stephanie identifies as a Scorpio. So she's really the authority on Scorpios here. As a Scorpio, I connect with many other Scorpios. I would say like 50% of my close friends are Scorpios, which is kind of goofy, or at least have a lot of Scorpio in their chart. And there is a big divide between Scorpios because we think of the stereotype, but there are also kind of more open Scorpios that still have just some of the, the passion, water sign, emotional, mysterious parts. But I do think Stefan really falls into the stereotype of this early Scorpio. Well, I want to look up his chart. The problem is, so we know that he was 17 in 1864. So he was born in 1847. I already did this math. I'm going to look it up in 1847. All right. Name, Stefan Salvatore. Gender, male. Birthday. Well, we don't really know the day. Let's say it's November 2nd for the sake of argument, you know? Hello, brothers. This is Grace coming at you live from the editing bay. What you didn't hear in this last segment is a long conversation about when exactly Stefan was born. 1846 or 1847, based on the fact that he was 17 in 1864, but we don't know when he was 17 and when he was 16. You know how birthdays work. So, for the sake of argument, we landed on November 2nd, 1847 for his birthday. And you might have been thinking, The Vampire Diaries is a very popular show and it has a very built-out wiki. Wouldn't someone have documented when Stefan's birthday was? Could Grace not have just Googled this information? You're th asking all the right questions, because yes, someone did document it, and yes, I should have Googled it. All this to say, Stefan's real and true birthday is November 1st, 1846. So the chart we're about to break down may not be completely accurate, but I think it's funny to hear, so I'm going to keep it in. All right, keeping all that in mind... Let's get back to the show. I will say in 1847, for his Chinese zodiac, Stefan is a goat. Grace again. Um, no, he's not a goat. He's actually a horse. 1846 was the year of the horse. But let's get back to his chart. Let's say he was born in Richmond on 11-02-1847 at, let's say, 5 p.m. Obviously, that's not perfect. You can say that again. Okay, I'm done with the Curb Your Enthusiasm bit this time, but you guys understand the rule of three. I had to put it in one more time. Okay, I promise we're finally going to get to the chart now. So here's, <laughs> here's Stefan's Zodiac chart. Okay, his son is in Scorpio, obviously. His ascendant is Taurus. That makes sense. Oh, stubborn. Stubborn little bitch. His moon is in Virgo. Crybaby. Oh, I would have I would have thought there would be another water sign in there. Well, Virgo, no wonder he's so bad at letting Damon interact with him or help him with anything. 
Yeah, exactly. A bundle <laughs> of nerves. You struggle with a need to be pure that may come out in self-sacrificing or nitpicky tendencies. Squirrel eater. That's Stefan. That's <laughs> Stefan to a T. Oh, wow. It's in his fifth house, meaning he'd find security and safety through romance. Wow. Coaster is reading Stefan Salvatore down. Anyone who does not believe in Zodiacs, like, look at this, bitch. I know. <laughs> okay. His Mercury is in Sagittarius. His intellect is expansive. He did, He does love the great Gatsby. He, d- he did go to Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> at one point. Okay. His Venus is in Libra. Your romantic side is idealistic and eager to please. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, you want an equitable relationship and you're willing to make compromises to get there. <laughs> Oh my uh, God. You can be a little self-obsessed and may have trouble being realistic. Yeah, we'll see that once Elena starts liking David. <laughs> uh, Someone needs to tell him this. Okay, um, his Mars is also in Taurus. You assert yourself in a way that is practical, concrete, and relaxed, and you push things forward stubbornly. Okay, his Jupiter's in Cancer. Well, he had to have some cancer somewhere in that chart, let's be honest. Yeah, he grows and finds understanding through emotions, intuition, and care. Sure. It's in his third house, meaning he finds success through the things you know and are familiar with. That explains why he keeps coming back to Mystic Falls. And why he keeps going back to people who look exactly like Nina Dobrev. Exactly. He said, I'm familiar with people who look like Nina Dobrev. <laughs> his Saturn is in Pisces. I knew we were going to see some Pisces in here. Well, it had you had to see one of each water sign in this man, yeah. without a doubt. At the minimum. You struggle with your tendency to be a pushover, daydreaming, and your emotions. Uh, he has difficulties with social status, including p- platonic and casual friends. I mean, I guess he didn't really have any problems with Lexi, but it's all in the past now. Yeah, we're almost done. His Uranus is in Aries. I don't know what all these means. I'm just reading them at this point. His Neptune is in Aquarius and his Pluto is in Aries. Hmm. I was going to say it's fun that you ended on Aries because I'm going to guess that Damon is an Aries. I don't know if you have a thought on that. That sounds right to me. He's got to be an air sign. Aries, Capricorn. I would something like yeah. flighty. Well, I don't know. I think he might be. I can also see him being like me. a Leo or something, you know? I guess. I just hate Leos. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do think probably Capricorn or Aries. I think Aries would be my best guess. Yeah, that's my that's my instinct. Yeah. I'll just throw out, I did find, you know, he is a goat in the Chinese zodiac, which is also a sheep. They are, they seem to be used interchangeably. And in Chinese astrology, goats are described as peace-loving, kind, and popular. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I don't know about popular with him, but maybe. He's popular. Uh, Who doesn't like true. him at this point? That's true. They are also thought to love peace and to be helpful and trusting, but yet also to be clinging and, innate, and of a nature resistant to change. Tell me about it. Meet a new girl. Okay, so that's our analysis of Stefan's birth chart. Of course, we had to discuss it since we can reasonably guess his birthday. Yeah, they handed that to us before we close out this topic. I believe that Elena is probably a Taurus, which is probably why he, that's my thought for her. And that's probably why he was drawn to her. I think you're right. I was going to say that to me, she seems kind of like an Aquarius, but I do think she's Mm. a little tougher. And I think a Taurus is a good read on that. My guess and prediction, which I feel confident of for a number of reasons, that Stefan will actually end up with Caroline. I think Caroline's got to be like a Sagittarius. Oh, totally. And so I think a lot of Scorpios like 
click with Tauruses, but I think a Sagittarius will bring him out of his little shell a little bit. Yeah. So just a couple little Zodiac thoughts before we close this topic. Yeah, I'm not really good with Zodiacs. Like, I know what Sagittarius <laughs> is, but I'm not concerned with other people, which actually, in a way, is very Sagittarius of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what a Taurus does. That's not my business. I'm generally okay at guessing, but it really depends on the person. I don't guess a lot because, again, I, I don't think I'm right. So I never offer that up. I say I'm a Sagittarius. There are different, you know, different characteristics to help me guess. Not all are kind. <laughs> Not all are ones I share with the person as the reason I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Each human is a colorful mosaic of qualities, both good and bad. That's the lesson. That's true. And we all do be containing multitudes. Yeah. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's dive into the episode, shall we? <laughs> so we open the episode. Stefan's at the Salvatore house. He's reading. Um... I do want to throw in really fast because we've been watching the recaps every week. In the recap, they made a point to show the picture of Catherine again. Just to make sure that you know it's not going away. Yeah, to make sure we know it's still there. I thought that meant Elena was going to see it. Not the case, but I, you know, obviously that did play a role in this. Episode. I mean, it's a real. Are you familiar? I'm a theater maid. I was a theater major, so you may not be familiar with this. Are you familiar with Chekhov's gun? No. So Chekhov's gun, it's a rule in Chekhov plays that if there's a gun on the wall in act one, it's going to be fired by act three. So that can be applied to a bunch of different things. And I like to apply it to teen dramas. There's a great episode of the OC where there's a big glass egg that people are talking about. And while we were watching it, we're like, that's a real Chekhov's egg. That egg's going to break by the end of this episode. <laughs> and it did. So it's a real Chekhov's picture of Catherine. Sometimes recaps can give some away. Okay, so on Pretty Little Liars, at one point, Garrett, who is played by Yanni Gelman, who we all know from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Paolo. Paolo. If you will. I won't go into the details of it, but he's dating the blind girl. And they steal the autopsy page. And this happens like way early in like season two, maybe season one. And then like in the beginning of season three, suddenly in the recap, it shows Garrett handing the blind girl this autopsy page. So you're like, okay, so that page is going to come up in this episode. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the recaps can give you those clues. I do like calling it uh, Chekhov's picture of Catherine. I think that's a fun term. The recaps can often be quite illuminating. But mm -hmm. now that that's all out of the way, let's dive into the episode. <laughs> Stefan's at the Salvatore house. He's reading or some shit. I don't care. Watch a TV show, but whatever. Yeah. And he hears like a woman's laugh. He hears some movement. He... You know, there's some people, whooshing, yeah, some whooshing and friendly reminder of just vampire rules. There's no human who lives in this house anymore. So a vampire doesn't need to be invited in. Yeah, I didn't realize that, that it, as soon as Zach died, that went into effect. Yeah. Vampires can go in and out as they please now in this house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, Damon, but it's not Damon. He gets pushed over and he gets tackled by a lady vampire. And he says, Lexi. So we know he knows her. And. This is a great guest star to discuss. She's an icon. You might recognize her as we did from Aquamarine. She played the bully kind of in Aquamarine. Yeah, kind of like the queen bee. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, Aquamarine. That's what I thought too. She like is the one who climbs up the water tower and like sees that Sarah Paxton is a mermaid and is like, what? Yeah, her name's like Cecilia or something. It is. And then she also is in John Tucker Must Die. Incredible early 2016 film. Can't recommend it enough. She's like the straight A student who is the student news show anchor mm -hmm. who dates John Tucker. 
as along with Sophia Bush and Ashanti, which is why he must die. But that's <laughs> but that's why you should watch the movie. <laughs> it's a great. It's a top tier film. Yeah, actually, it's really great. Jesse Metcalf, Brittany Snow, Ashanti, Sophia Bush. And Penn Badgley's in it with long hair. He is Jesse Metcalf's brother, his ugly brother. Right. I always forget that Penn Badgley's in that. I always forgot it. I watched it relatively recently. So that's why it's still in my mind. Fascinating. Anyway, needless to say, I see this actress and I know we're in for a good time because I love her. She's a queen. And she immediately starts out as being like super fun. The first thing she drops is that it's his birthday. So we know that. Yeah, she just seems like a down ass bitch. And she really seems to make Stefan loosen up quite a bit. Exactly. So they have a little catch up chat kind of about what's happening in Mystic Falls. Lexi basically says, if someone shot at me with wooden bullets, I would leave town. Probably the right decision. Yeah, she seems infinitely smarter than Stefan and also seems to know like, hey, What's the point of you being here, buddy? Yeah, and she also asks the question that Stefan should be asking. Why is a news reporter hunting vampires? Stefan seems very unconcerned with the whole thing. And I know it's because, like, Damon's inviting this on him. But Stefan's going to be killed just as much as Damon if they get caught. Well, and clearly Damon is, like, avoiding it and working around it. So Damon would, I mean, he doesn't know that Damon has been really digging out this information and he continues to do so this episode. Mm -hmm. But like, if anyone should be concerned, it it would be Stefan that Damon is going to kind of sock these people on him. Exactly. And Lexi seems to be the only one smart enough to point that out to him. But Stefan still is like, hee hee, Elena. Yeah, Stefan (laughs) won't hear it. But Lexi's like, oh, we should go to Bon Jovi tonight. We love Bon Jovi. Again, Stefan, listen to the radio. Learn a new (laughs) artist. I beg of you. But it's cool when Lexi does it. (laughs) And then Stefan's like, no, um, I actually want to stay in town because I'm like seeing this girl who I really like. Her name's Elena. And Lexi's like, well, I hope she's better than Catherine. And he says that she that she never knew Catherine. Lexi never knew Catherine. But Lexi knows Catherine's reputation. So, yeah, that's an important point that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. that. So she's older than Stefan. They say that from the top and they Mm -hmm. do eventually mention that she's 350 years old. Mm -hmm. So she's been around like about twice as long as Stefan, you know, and clearly met him at some point. And so I'm curious when they met. And I don't really know if we'll get an answer to that for obvious reasons. I also do want to point out that Lexi doesn't have a daylight ring. And she mentions that only Stefan and Damon have them. Yes. And so I think this this definitely points out that that's a very unique situation in vampire lore. So maybe it's not as crazy that these founding families don't know that they can walk in the daytime, I guess. Do you have a suspicion about where they got their daylight rings at all? We'll get, I mean, we'll get an answer eventually, but I'm just curious if you, why do you think those two are the only vampires we know of who have them? I honestly hadn't thought about it, but given the kind of crystal energy that we're getting from Bonnie, I'm thinking somehow that came as a connection with the witches of Mystic Falls. That's not a bad guess. That's a that's just a, a guess that I didn't have until right now. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, she doesn't have a daylight ring and Stefan wants to go see Elena at school. So Stefan's basically like, hey, is it cool if I leave you here today? And Lexi's like, yeah, whatever. But we should do something for your birthday. You're turning 162. And Stefan's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're here, but I'm going to (laughs) go. I guess he's not going to school. He has somewhere else to be, which is at the police station where the sheriff is questioning all of the teens. And by all of the teens, I mean, Jeremy, Matt, Stefan and Elena um, about Vicky's disappearance. Basically, I mean, Jeremy's been compelled and Stefan and Elena are in on it 
but Matt just knows what Jeremy's told him. And so basically all their stories line up that Vicky was acting erratic her last few days. She told Jeremy she was leaving town. Jeremy told Matt that Vicky told him she was leaving town. And Stefan tried to help Vicky because he thought it would be helping Jeremy because Elena asked him to get involved. So the story all lines up in all the lines of questioning that Vicky left town. And it's also important that the sheriff asks directly, you know, was she acting violently? And they all say, no, 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 just erratic, like a bad drug. Because I think there is a bit of concern of like, well, if she was being violent, maybe she was the vampire and we don't have to worry about it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think that. I still consider like, I don't know why they wouldn't have suspected Vicky Moore as a vampire. Yeah. I That seems like an easy one to suspect that they just never really got around to that. And I think this could have been an easy kind of like, maybe she was the vampire, but I guess that's not really Stefan's concern at the moment. Yeah, I do think Damon might've been able to pull it off, but I think it would have been a little riskier. And I bet he probably would have tried to pull it off if Lexi didn't come to town. That helped him out, but we'll get there. Yeah, I think he didn't have to worry about that. He was like, okay, well, this will clean itself right up. Yeah, he figured he'd figure something out. I mean, he also, if he needed to, could have just turned someone else and framed them, but whatever. So they all leave the police station. Matt does not talk to Stefan. He walks away without talking to him, which can't blame him. And Stefan's like, I was trying to help her. Oh, also, I want to mention at the end of questioning, Jeremy says what Elena told Damon to tell him, which is I'll miss her, but I know it's for the best. So that's how we so sad. We see Jeremy's compulsion. So Jeremy's kind of free from it because he got compelled. But, you know, no one compelled Matt. So he just had to hear from Jeremy that his sister left and didn't tell him. And clearly that's kind of a similar situation with his mom. I just feel like Poor Matt, you know? I know. Could no one have compelled Matt? Just, yeah, give him something. But hey, yeah, who am I? But so they go outside and Elena goes to check in with Stefan and she's like, I don't think the sheriff suspects anything, but like, I'm not okay with this. Every time I look at Jeremy and Matt, I'm lying to them. I'm hurting them. I don't like this. I want you to stay away from me, Stefan. But thanks for the, thanks for the memories. And I totally get that. If I was Elena, I'd be so depressed dealing with my brother and like knowing that I helped him by taking that away, but also like, I don't know, it's hard to say for sure if that was help or not. And then also feeling so bad, like I would just be feeling horrible. Yeah, I would be like, maybe you need to, I don't know. I guess it's hard because she doesn't want him to leave town. But I do think that like, at this point you should be like, you should like honestly leave town now, compel me to forget you, compel us all to forget you. But I wouldn't want to forget, but I'd be like, I think it would be wise for you to like leave town. Like, yeah. If he can, because I think if I were Elena, I'd be like, look, I'm obviously super into you. And I know if you stay, I'm just going to get dragged into this more. Well, and clearly things are ramping up and not for nothing. Like it didn't take Elena that long to figure it out. And things are ramping up very fast. It's episode eight. And we've had like quite a few, like one very major death and a couple other like pretty significant deaths. Yeah. So if I were Lena, I'd be like, this is too damn much for me. This is not going to end well. Yeah, but she doesn't do that. So it's it's tense between Stefan and Elena right now. So then speaking of tense, we cut over to Lexi and Damon. She is not happy to see him. She's just in town for Stefan's birthday. And he says, why are you so mean to me? And she says, have you met you? You're not a nice person. Get him. <laughs> Burn. Well, and this is funny because we don't really see... We haven't really seen a lot of people fully on Stefan's side. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was not always sure that 
everyone needed to be on Stefan's side. So this honestly paints Stefan in a better light because I'm like, well, if Lexi likes him so much more and hates Damon, Mm -hmm. there must be a reason for that. Like I trust her more. Yeah, Damon was so antagonistic this for these first few episodes and Stefan was so protagonistic I don't think that's a word but you get the idea yeah of course we're gonna start being like okay there's more here than just Damon's the mean one and Stefan's the nice one it's not that cut and dry it never is so basically Damon's kind of you know having a little fun kind of poking at Lexi and then she basically like almost beats him up and she's like just remember that I'm older than you and stronger than you and I could kill you if I want so don't ruin my time with Stefan And I think this is fun because, you know, Stefan is so much weaker than Damon. It's fun to see someone be a little stronger than Damon. He doesn't really know what to do with it. His confidence has been like really up lately. And so I think this kind of brought him, humbled him a little. And I want to use this as a segue to say, you know, Lexi is down. She's fun. She's cool. Like, why is Stefan so into Elena? Like, Lexi's better. Is that mean? And to be fair, you know, Elena's going through a lot. Yeah. And- Lexi is like 350 years old. So she's had a lot of time to get like comfortable and fun. But I do think that down the line, without spoiling anything, I think we'll see kind of why they never became a romantic item based on history of their relationship. Okay. And how they met and how and the parts they've played in each other's lives up till now. That's interesting. I can see that they have some other deep relationship because they seem very to very much enjoy being around each other, but both seem to be like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not that. Stefan's very, very comfortable with her. But yeah, and both seem totally not interested in anything romantic, which they're both so hot. I don't know. I don't understand oh, how hot people don't like hook up with each other all the time. Yeah. It's like, you're both hot. What's the issue? Plus, you're, you're an immortal vampire. Like, what else do you have to do? Yeah. Other than hunt down a girl who looks like another girl you dated 200 years ago. But yeah. Other than hunt down a girl who looks like your ex-girlfriend who you didn't even love because she compelled you to like her. Yeah, who, who who everyone seems to agree was a massive bitch. Okay. Literally. Lexi, who hasn't even met her, is like, Catherine's a bitch. So what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> so then we check in with Bonnie, who's at her Graham's house. And Bonnie's like, I'm going to go home. My dad doesn't like me spending too much time here. And Graham's is like, he doesn't like that, you know, I'm teaching you stuff you need to know. And she sees Bonnie's talisman. Well. She calls it a talisman. We know it as the gem that Bonnie got from Caroline. Yeah, as the crystal that Damon stole from the Lockwood Mansion. Yes. What a journey that crystal's been on so far. I know. We found out last episode it belonged to their ancestor, Emily Bennett, a.k.a. Maya St. Germain in Civil (laughs) War drag. (laughs) Grams is like, it's a family heirloom. It's a witch's talisman. You should keep it. And Bonnie's like, first of all, it's ugly and I don't really want it. And Grams is like, keep it. And Bonnie's like, okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah, Bonnie is like, I really should be giving this back to Caroline. Good friend. It's not mine. But her grandma says, you know, this talisman found you. It's yours, which I I don't know that it is hers, but I I mean, it is their ancestors and it's witchcraft. Caroline only had it because Damon stole it. True. Well, and also Bonnie says, then why don't you keep it if you want it so bad? And she says, well, it didn't find me. I mean, technically it found you by being on Bonnie's neck, but whatever. Transitive property. Yeah, who knows? Same way it found Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is, I mean, it's obviously got some sort of power that we don't quite understand yet, but. I mean, we'll get there maybe in the next few episodes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So then we check in with Elena and Jenna and Jeremy in a way. Jenna and Elena are both kind of moping about their respective relationship issues. And Jenna lets it be known that she got like a brush off, I'm leaving town email from Logan who we understand to be dead at this point. What's your takeaway from that? 
Well, so I think it's funny that Elena just told this whole lie about how Vicky left town. And then she hears the same lie about how Logan left town and just nothing registers. That's a good point. Because, you know, as we said, Logan's whole family is news reporters in this town. They have him for years. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to leave. Where? You have a solid job. It's not like getting a news reporter job elsewhere is going to be any easier than it is in Mystic Falls, where it's your name. And yeah, and Elena's like, oh, he left town. Okay. Yeah. I think Elena doesn't really listen to Jenna. But <laughs> well, I think Elena doesn't really care about Logan. I mean, who would? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I sure don't. I do agree that maybe she should have been able to put those pieces together, but she's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. She's got other stuff going on. I do think neither Elena or Jenna are listening to each other. They're just talking about their problems. Just they're saying it out loud, which is fine. And then during this, Jeremy's like, can you guys shut up? And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing homework. And they are so rude about him doing homework, which is something they've been begging him to do. Their jaws literally drop. And it's like, can you give him a break? Like if you want him to do homework so bad, maybe don't make such a big deal out of it. And I think it's clear from this little interaction that there was something else in that Damon compulsion other than just the Vicky story. We'll touch on that later when we talk to Damon. Yeah. So then we cut over back at the police station and the sheriff says, oh, Mr. Salvatore, come in. And it's Damon. And he's got a little box. He's like, yeah, Zach's out of town, but he told me to bring this to you. And it's like a little bouquet of vervain. And he's like, I hope that's enough. That's all we have at the moment, which is great because Mrs. Lockwood was being very cagey about a number. And also it's great because we all know that's not all they have. Oh yeah. Like not even remotely close. And the sheriff says, well, it's a small circle. She says, just founding families, friends, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what about your deputies? You know? And again, he does what any good unsub does. And he inserts himself into the investigation. And they just tell him every single update. Let me tell you, being charming is the best skill you can have. He just walks in. He's like, oh, are we any closer? And she's like, and the sheriff drops finally something useful. She says, I'm starting to think our facts might be wrong. Like we've always assumed that vampires can't walk in the daytime. What if they can? And Damon said, huh. He said, interesting. And he, he holding his hand over his ring like, oh, weird. <laughs> Damon reacted like, I react when Stephanie gives me a theory about the future of the Vampire Diaries. And I said, interesting. And he's like, I can't believe it. Is that possible? And he's like, well, where are you going to go from here? And she's like, well, we're going to start looking at everyone who was new in town around the time of the attacks. And Damon says, Oop. He, and he says, ding, 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 that's me. Yeah. She said, so that'll bring up a few suspects. He's like, I better find someone. And this is when I made the astute observation. Oh, he's going to frame Lexi, isn't he? Yeah, which I was um, shocked to hear her say it because when I watched this episode the first time, that thought didn't cross my mind. I was like, wow, how's Damon going to get out of this? <laughs> Damon's like, I got to get to framing. Damon's like, okay, well, my schedule just filled up. He said, okay, I'm going to be busy today. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, man. He's like, I was going to go see um, a new movie today, but I don't think I can do that anymore. I was, was going to go see the new Avengers. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, I have to go I have to go get my dry cleaning today. That That's going to be shot. So Damon's got a busy day ahead of him, but we'll get there. Uh, for now, we cut over to Bonnie and Elena. And I just want to say real quick, Elena has like a painting of a horse above her bed. Like, is Elena a horse girl? I just think we need to throw that out to the ether 
this is the grand tradition of rooms and teen shows and bedrooms has only over the years gotten more um, important because I think it has become this kind of thing now of that it's like aspirational what teenagers rooms look like yeah. the to all the boys I've loved before room. But I think at this point, maybe it was early enough that they're like, they're not spending that much time in the room. Who cares? Just put some set decoration up. They're like, it's painting of a horse. And they're like, fine, whatever. Put it up above her bed. And she lives in a nice house. That's clear through the course of the show that she's one of the richer families the founding family whatever and it's like a fine house but it's not anything crazy I just thought it was interesting that that was the painting they chose just something funny yeah and it was centered in the frame yeah that really hit me (laughs) but anyway so Elena's kind of moping in bed and Bonnie comes in and she's like hey what's up you look sad and eventually she gets out of Elena that Stefan and her broke up and Bonnie's like look I'm really sorry I've been MIA when you need me that's uncool of me Bonnie is such a good friend and that she sees her moping in bed and she just lays down next to her in bed and she's like, talk to me. Mm -hmm. I just, I love Bonnie. I mean, duh. Bonnie's a real one. Mm -hmm. So Elena's like, can you just take my mind off it? And Bonnie's like, as a matter of fact, (laughs) I can. I just learned this thing, but you have to keep it a secret. And Elena's like, okay, whatever. And then Bonnie like cuts Elena's pillow open and immediately Elena's like, um, A, I thought that she somehow had like hidden something in this pillow for just this occasion. Like I thought she was going to pull out like a bottle of Jack and be like, I actually hid this three years ago. And I knew that someday we were going to need it. But no, that was not what she was doing. (laughs) Elena's like, no wonder my pillow has been so uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) But no, so she pulls out the feathers and then she makes them float and it's really beautiful and cute. And she's like, I'm a witch. Yeah, at first, Elena kind of looks at her like, oh, God, not another fucking supernatural thing. But, you know, once the feathers are really flying, she's like, "Okay, this is dope, which I I would think the same thing. Hell yeah. So then we go back to the town square where Caroline is walking through town in just the cutest outfit, a little plaid skirt, pigtails, olive green. I mean, she looks incredible. What what else is there to say? She really gives us the highs and lows of fashion on this show. Ain't that the truth? Which I think is a good sign that you're really dressing well. Like you have to take some risks to get the highest rewards. Exactly. Caroline's not afraid of that. Unlike Elena, who wears the same three Henleys. Who's like, oh my God, I have this great outfit plan. It's like a lace cami and then I'm going to put a Henley over it. And she's like, oh my God, I'm going to shit. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I'm the way I'm serving right now. <laughs> she's like, and get um, this, I'm going to straighten my hair. And the final touch, this ugly ass necklace. No shade to Elena. Fashion isn't everyone's thing. So Damon comes up to Caroline as she's walking through town and she's like, hey, I'm mad at you. You've been so rude to me, blah, 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 blah. And then he compels her and she's like, oh my God, hey. And he's like, that's better. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote down damn compulsion daughter. (laughs) Yeah, she really came in so hot. And he said, no, not today. I don't have time. He said, I'm on a tight schedule. So Damon's like, okay, so you're going to throw a party at the grill tonight. And she's like, why don't you do it? And he's like, because then Stefan and his friend won't come. Not a dumbass. Okay. And then he's like, oh, and also you need to get that crystal back. And she's like, oh, Bonnie has it. He said, I know that. Get it back. Yeah. He said, I'm aware. He said, yeah, I'm all caught up. Well, and so this is also interesting because I, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with the timeline of Vervain and vampire blood and all these things. Of course. So the Vervain is clearly out of her system now because she's being compelled. Which Vervain are you talking about? The one from when at the Founders Day party? From when Stefan spiked it. Yeah. So that was ages ago. Well, not ages, but like a few weeks. It goes out of your system a lot faster than that. You know, we now know the sheriff has Vervain. So it'll be interesting to see whether she gives him to Caroline. But Damon was like, I'll just get to Caroline first. Yeah. Damon got there pretty quick. He said, here's the Vervain. I'm going to go hang 
hang out with your daughter real quick. So here's the remain. Okay. Um, do you know where your daughter is right now? Just random. And then we cut back over to Lexi and Stefan. They're chit-chatting about how Stefan should absolutely have sex with Elena. And she pops a straw in a blood bag like a Capri Sun. Which is what I said Stefan should have done in the hospital. So I stand that me and Lexi are on the same wavelength. You could write for the Vampire Diaries. Hire me, Julie Pleck, in 2009. Well, and I think it's funny because Stefan is obviously like giving her a look because she's drinking human blood probably because he wants some and she's like don't worry I didn't kill anybody like I was seeing this phlebotomist and like he gives me a hookup that's the move she's like do you want any and he's like no and she's like whatever like I tried the animal diet I lasted three weeks I literally hated it that's me trying any diet I'm like I'm gonna eat salad for a little bit and then I eat salad for like two weeks I'm like okay that was good but I'm done now I say that's enough of that and Stefan says if I started again I don't know if I could stop. What do you make of this comment? I think it's clear that he, you know, we talked about this last episode that I think he's had human blood a lot more recently than he wants Elena to know. Mm -hmm. And I think he's doing this like Edward Cullen thing of like, I don't think he's really concerned about like killing people. I think he's more concerned about killing Elena accidentally. Okay. I think the issue is, you know, if he started to drink it, that he would like go on a binge and then that would lead to Elena. That's my thought of what he's concerned about. I otherwise, I don't know what his issue is. It's like free blood sitting there. It's in a bag already. Just take a sip. So again, she's like, whatever, Broody. Okay, Broody Jenner. What are we doing for your birthday? Because she's been asking this all day and he's been very evasive. Yeah. And Damon walks in. He said, I'm glad you asked. Actually, there's a party at the grill tonight. It's going to be very fun. And they're like, why are you throwing a party? And he's like, I'm not. Caroline is. I love that. You know, they're they're just having this conversation. And then he pops up like, I have some plans. Like, he didn't have time to be that tactful about it. He was like, okay, I just got to find my in and and go. Yeah, he's got a jam-packed day. He's on his schedule, as we said. Stefan's like, stay away from Caroline. And Damon's like, oh my God, we're friends. Whatever, get over it. (laughs) Again, Caroline is Elena's best friend. You think Stefan would do a little bit more, but whatever, he's rude. People just don't respect Caroline enough. We'll get to that later, but... Yeah, we're going to discuss that at length. Pisses me off. People are so rude. It's like that line on The Office where Mindy Kaling says, sometimes people are really mean to the pretty hot girl. And it's tea. So Damon makes a case for the party because Stefan and Lexi are a little suspicious of it. But then Damon's basically like, we need to blend in in this town. We need to go out and about and talk with the townspeople. Which is a good case. I don't think it should have been enough to convince them, but obviously Lexi wants to party. Lexi's a down ass bitch and she wants to party and it's Stefan's birthday and he seems to only be fun when Lexi's here. Again, this is Damon masterfully reading the people he's dealing with and the situation he's dealing in, knowing that if there's a party, Lexi will make Stefan go. Yeah. And that no one could make Stefan go to something more than Lexi. Exactly. And it's interesting. I mean, obviously, we'll get to this. If I was Stefan, I would have been worried about this, been suspicious of Damon. Like, But again, Damon isn't really telling Stefan that he knows what the sheriff knows and all this, you know? I mean, as far as Stefan knows, Damon has no idea what's going on with the investigation. He's not even involved. Damon's just going around, hanging out. So he has no idea that Damon's actually making any moves to help their situation. Yeah, well, it's just clear that you know, I'm saying like Damon isn't telling Stefan what he's finding out. Stefan isn't asking. Like Stefan does not seem concerned about the fact that people are clearly hunting them. And Damon, you know, like you said before, like he's thinking, well, it's Damon's fault. So I don't need to worry about it. But like Damon is actually covering his tracks. Well, yeah. And does Stefan think that if the town catches Damon, they're going to be like, oh, it's just this one guy. Doesn't he think that Damon's going to snitch? 
don't you think that Damon will snitch? And also that they're like, okay, well, let's check on the other Salvatore brother who showed up at the same time in town and has also been acting a little cagey and, you know, is bad at lying and can't compel us. Not that they know that, but I would say, wouldn't they assume that he's also a vampire? But then I just said to you, you can't assume by family. You know, if I were the sheriff, I'd be like, well, his brother's probably also a vampire because why else would he be living with his brother? But they also know Zach. I would be following my same line of logic. Either way, I think they would investigate Stefan at the very least. They'd investigate Stefan. And if they found out Damon was a vampire somehow, they'd be like, okay, clearly he wasn't talking to Zach. So where is Zach? And I think they could do the math that Zach is no longer with us. Zach is with the angels. Zach is up in heaven looking down on his uncles. And protecting me specifically. So then we cut back over to Bonnie and Elena just talking about witchcraft and everything. And Elena's like, but you said that your grandma wanted it to be a secret. Why did you tell me? And Bonnie's like, I can't keep a secret from my best friend. Bonnie says to her best friend who's keeping a secret from her. And Elena says, yay. Elena <laughs> says, okay, message received. Jesus. So we cut back over to Lexi and Stefan. Lexi just got out of the shower and she's like, come on, we should go to this party. And Stefan's like, I'm suspicious. Damon's probably planning something. And Lexi's like, he can't do anything in a public place, which I think is a fair guess. In, however incorrect. Stefan also poisoned Damon in a public place with Vervain. Like, yeah. I mean, it's clear that Lexi's seeing the reasoning she wants to see because she wants to go to a party because yeah. Stefan insists on staying in Mystic Falls when Lexi already offered they go to a Bon Jovi concert. They could have gotten out of it if he just went and saw Bon Jovi. They should have just seen Bon Jovi. That's the lesson. They could have been dancing to living on a prayer and instead he's mourning his best friend. Yeah. What did we learn, Stefan? Go to a concert. And what's interesting is like Lexi is pushing him to go to this party, but it doesn't require as much pushing as Stefan often needs. Mm -hmm. And Stefan, you know, he's in a good mood with Lexi here, of course, but he also seems to be in kind of a good mood, like on his birthday in general, which which may just be because that's the day Lexi visits. The read I have on Stefan is that he's one of those people who would spend his birthday really brooding because, you know, he's so mad that he's mm-hmm. 17 forever. So you would think every additional year he'd be like, oh my God, now I'm 162. But he's like, let's go to a party. And I'm like, okay, unexpected. Lexi makes a comment that she's like, this is the one day a year I get you. It's the one day you're not brooding. And it's like, why is he not brooding? It does seem to me, (laughs) Stefan reads to me as someone who on his birthday is like, he takes himself out for like a breakfast of black coffee and overcooked scrambled eggs. He goes to see a movie, but he goes to see something kind of prestige because it's his birthday's in November. So prestige movies are out in preparation for Oscar season, not to read too much into it. And it's probably a prestige movie because there's no way Damon wants to see prestige movies all the time. Like Damon's like, can we just go see something fun? And Stefan's like, well, on my birthday, no one can tell me what movie to see. Yeah. I'm going to go see Spotlight. Yeah. Damon's like, can we see Happy Death Day? And Stefan's like, no, I really want to see The Post. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks is supposed to be really good in it. So let's go see Captain Phillips. <laughs> Stefan absolutely loves Tom Hanks. Without a doubt. Damon, okay, this is this is it. Hold on. <laughs> Stefan <laughs> loves Tom Hanks. Damon loves Tom Cruise. Uh yeah. Damon loves the Mission Impossible movies. I just know it. You know who Damon loves even more than Tom Cruise? And I who? may be projecting myself onto this. Daniel Craig. Well, I was just going with Tom's. I know. I get that. I I got what you were doing. Oh, Oh, here's what here's. Okay, I'm about to do it again. Damon loves Daniel Craig. Stefan loves Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, all this to say, Stefan absolutely reads as someone who like his birthday is very reflective for him. Whereas Damon's like, it's my birthday. I'm having a party. Yeah. 
But Stefan seems to be having a fun version of a birthday, which unfortunately will not go well for him. Yeah, it's fun right now. It's not going to be fun later. But I like that he's at least trying to do something more fun. Yeah. So basically, Lexi's like, come on, let's go to this party. And Stefan's finally like, "Okay, I'll go to the party. Fine. Like, whatever. Twist my arm. He doesn't seem that like upset about it at this point. He didn't need that much convincing. Exactly. So she's like, "Okay, get ready, get ready. And he's like, "Okay, I will. And Lexi goes downstairs where Elena happens to be stopping by the Salvatore house. And Lexi sees Elena and we can see in her face that she absolutely thinks it's Catherine. So this is an interesting reaction because as you know, I do not really know how Catherine's story ends. Mm -hmm. I've assumed Catherine is dead. And I think Lexi kind of, Lexi makes it hard to tell whether that assumption is right or not, Mm. because she almost wants to call her Catherine, but then she's like, no, that can't be. And so she lands on, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, because I think Lexi also thinks Catherine is dead. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Whether you both are correct or incorrect remains to be seen. Well, I think this is interesting because, you know, we know Stefan hasn't mentioned to Elena that she looks exactly like Catherine, but it's interesting that he also didn't mention it to Lexi. Yeah, he was talking about Elena this whole time and it never came up like, oh, by the way, you should know she looks exactly like Catherine when you meet her. Yeah, because in Stefan's like version of this day when they're going to this party, like, didn't he want Lexi to meet Elena? I mean, I guess Elena was like, oh, stay away from me. I think he wanted Elena to be there, but you, so you would think he would have brought it up. Maybe he would have brought it up before the party and just hadn't gotten to it yet. Yeah. But it is odd that he just didn't bring that up, which tells you that he knows it's weird. Yeah. He knows it's <laughs> iffy. Stefan was in the shower and he's like, oh, I should tell her that uh, Elena looks like Catherine when I get out of the shower. Again, Stefan should have gone to see Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. Life would have been simpler. The lesson is if you ever have the chance to see Bon Jovi, go see Bon Jovi. Yeah. So Lexi's obviously in the hallway in a towel. Elena doesn't know who it is. So, you know, Elena makes the leap. We all do that. She should get out of here. Well, and she and Stefan like just quote unquote broke up. So she's like, oh, maybe he like went and found another girl. Yeah. I don't know why she wouldn't assume that like Damon found a girl. But yeah, I mean, she's going through it. She's going through. It's a fair assumption. It's not a crazy jump. Yes. So. Oh, but well, this is also why she assumes it's not Damon's girl. They introduce themselves and then elena's like i'm looking for stefan and lexi's like oh he's in the shower she's in a towel so you connect your dots from there yeah and elena's like oh okay um i'm gonna go and lexi's like oh i'll tell stefan you stop by and elena's like please don't like that's not necessary she's like don't bother she said keep it to yourself and so then lexi goes upstairs and she's like uh what the hell for i wrote down finally the right reaction even damon is like that's weird but she's like okay you've got some emotional damage buddy lexi's getting ready they're talking about how elena looks exactly like Catherine, and stefan's like i mean like it's not that big a deal and lexi's like they could be twins so they've got to be related aren't you concerned and stefan's like um i don't really want to know Yeah, he's like, I don't know. And I like, don't want to ask. And it's like, well, shouldn't that be a sign that you should be concerned? Because this brought up, didn't I ask this question in the last episode? Like, what if Elena is somehow Stefan's granddaughter? Yes, you did ask this. (laughs) Yeah, he's not worried that he impregnated Catherine because to his knowledge, she's dead. So if he had impregnated her, baby's dead. Oh, so he thinks she's dead. Yes. Both he and Damon assume she died in a fire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So Stefan is not concerned that Elena is somehow his like great granddaughter. Okay, that yeah, that's not a worry. Yeah, that's something he's not even a little bit concerned about. So I guess that's why he's like, I don't want to know, like, that's not what it's about. And Lexi's like, um, 
weirdo. And he's like, okay, like the look is what initially drew me in. But, you know, Elaine is super different from Catherine. And Lexi's like, oh, so she's not a raging bitch. And Stefan, the man loves to spit out adjectives. He'll just do a list of adjectives. Yeah, he says she's warm, she's kind, she's caring, she's selfless. And Lexi's like, oh my God, you're in love with her. And he said, yeah. He said, hee hee, yeah. So then we cut to the party at the grill. This episode's main event. We see Caroline in a cute little purple dress looking very satisfied with herself because the party's a hit, obviously. She can pull off purple like no one I've ever seen. That's a great dress on her, too. It's a great t-shirt dress. It fits her amazing. It's just a plain dress. It's a really cute color on her. Great blowout. 10 out of 10. So she goes up to Damon and she's like, isn't this a great party? And he's like, yeah, I'm glad you thought of it. And she's like, huh. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you can see that she kind of knows that she didn't, which is interesting. She's like, are you having a good time? And he's like, do you have my crystal? And she's like, no. And he's like, then I'm not having a good time. And then Lexi arrives. So Damon's like, all right, I'll go up to Lexi. He goes up and he's like, you want a drink? And she completely ignores him. Queen energy once again. (laughs) And he's like, oh, where's Stefan? And she's like, he's going to meet me here. And then we catch up with Stefan, who happens to be at the Gilbert house. Of course. Checking in with Elena. (laughs) God forbid he just uh, give her space. I mean, she doesn't really want it, but whatever. It all works out. Yeah. And he said, hey, Lexi said you stopped by and that you seemed upset. And Elena's like, you mean the girl in the towel? And Stefan's like, oh. (laughs) Stefan, for the first time, is like, oh, I see what that looked like. And he says, oh, no. Lexi is like a 350-year-old vampire. She's my oldest friend. It's totally platonic. And he might as well just say, "Uh, let's just say she's not my type. I'm into brunettes, okay? (laughs) I'm into very specific brunettes, if you know what I mean. And if you saw this picture of Catherine, you would not be concerned. Elena's like, oh, that's great that you're just friends. It was weird because she kept staring at me. And Stefan actually does have a good excuse here. He's like, oh, well, I just talk about you so much. She probably just, you know, was uh, mesmerized. Yeah, which... Doesn't quite explain how she acted, but enough. Yeah, he says, oh, I guess she felt like she knew you. Yeah, I guess. So Elena's feeling pretty conflicted. She's like, it's hard for me because I really want to have my space from you. But I also want to talk to someone about everything that's happened. And the only person I can really talk to about it is you. And he's like, oh, I mean, like, I'm always going to be here for you. And she's like, that's not really the point. She's like, you did not listen to what I just said. She's like, I'm really saying I want to tell Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah. And I wish she would. So he's basically like, he's basically trying to her over and she's not into it here's when Stefan the the gears start turning and he's like how do I tell her it's my birthday yeah and so he (laughs) says you know um Caroline's throwing a party at the grill do you want to ride and Elena's like you're going to a party because it's very off-brand he said oh yeah Lexi's dragging me um (laughs) it's my birthday I wanted him to do the bit in the office that Michael does that he said, oh, well, you know, like, happy birthday, Elena. And she says, it's not my birthday. And he says, oh, that's crazy because I thought we had the same birthday. And then she says, oh. Stefan immediately turns into like, oh, where's my hug guy? Yeah, he he turned into where my hug at so fast. Lexi has quite a power over him. He said, well, it's my birthday. (laughs) And she said, Elena's like, oh, happy birthday. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay in tonight. And he's like, did you not hear? It's my b- I'm turning 162. It's my birthday. He's like, why do you hate me? Did you not hear that it's my birthday? He said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think I made it clear. I'm going to the grill party because it's my birthday. She's like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay in. She's like, I'm not stupid, but okay, thanks. He said, you know, I was going to go see Bon Jovi tonight for my birthday. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like one of those girls who walks to school with a bunch of balloons. I mean, like he brought cupcakes to Mystic Falls High School to be like, it's my birthday. I wish he brought cupcakes. He got his hair curled and he's wearing like a red denim, a red leather jacket. Wearing like a tie. <laughs> he brought his own balloons from home and he's like, oh my God, my friends gave me these. It's crazy. It's Elena's so like, who are your fucking friends? None of the guys like you. He's like, um, Damon. And she's like, Damon wouldn't get you balloons. So anyway, it's a great move by Stefan to drop his birthday. Unfortunately, it doesn't work right away. (laughs) Not nearly as subtle as the things Damon drops. Stefan doesn't have those skills, but he tried. And it does kind of work because as he leaves, Elena is about to close the door and then she peeks her head right through and and watches him go. Yeah, she watches him go. She said, I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you walk away or whatever the saying is. I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. She's like, okay, I got to get ready. (laughs) She's like, okay, I'm going to go to the grill. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut over to the aforementioned grill party and Caroline and Bonnie are talking to each other. And Caroline's like, I really hate to do this, but I need my necklace back. Well, she's so funny. She says, like, I don't want to be an Indian giver. And I know I'm not supposed to say Indian giver anymore, but she still says it. That is Caroline to a T. That is also white women to a T. She's like, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm saying it. Just don't say it. (laughs) And so Bonnie's like, no, I'm not going to give you this necklace back. I thought you didn't like it. And Caroline is like, understandably upset. She's like, it's mine. And Bonnie's like, no, I'm going to keep it. And so then Caroline changes her tactics smartly. And she says, you know what? I didn't want to have to tell you this, but I'm your friend. When you wear it, it makes you look fat. I said it, but it's because I'm your friend. And then Bonnie says, it seems to me that like Damon wants it back more than you want it back. And Caroline's like, well... (laughs) Caroline's like, I wasn't compelled to deal with that comment. So give me a second. Yeah. So she tries to pull the necklace off and just like it did to Damon, it like sizzles and shocks her. And she makes a fun little comment. She's are you wearing polyester? And Bonnie's like, were you really going to pull it off my neck? And Caroline's like, yeah. What do you want me to do? Caroline's like, it's mine. And Bonnie's like, no, it's not. Which like, it kind of is Caroline's. But also Bonnie's not wrong. She's like, well, you only want it because Damon wants it. And I hate Damon. I mean, they're both right in their own way because it really belongs to neither of them. Yeah. But by Caroline's understanding, it does belong more to her than to Bonnie. But also she did give it to Bonnie and was like, I don't care what you do with it. Throw it out for all I care. It like more belongs to Bonnie, but I can see why Caroline, it kind of feels like it more belongs to her if she doesn't know the witch thing. Because like she didn't tell Caroline the witch thing. She only told Elena. Exactly. Ranking the hierarchy of friends pretty clearly there. Anyway, so then Stefan arrives. He's walking in with the attitude of someone who's carrying balloons with him, even though it's not a birthday party. It just is a party he's going to on his birthday. He is really walking in like it's his birthday party. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe someone threw a birthday party for me. This is so embarrassing. But it's like not a birthday party. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes right up to Matt and he's like, hey, Matt, sorry about Vicky. I went through something similar before, which truth lie, who knows? Vague, at least. (laughs) And Matt basically isn't mad at Stephanie. He's like, I'm really more mad at Vicky. She's just like our mom. I can't count on either of them. Really bringing the party mood down, Matt. It begs the question, no offense to Matt, why is he here? If I was going through that, I'd be at home fucking crying. I wish Stefan was like, oh man, that sucks. You know, I always am so reflective of my life, you know, and my family and everything today. It's my birthday. So (laughs) 
I wish that Stefan was like, oh my God, Matt, that's so sad. Um, I don't know if you know this, but like, it's my birthday and you're really kind of bringing the energy down here. And I really just think it's going to like take away. He's like, and I know like this party isn't for me. Like it's my day. And so I feel like that's fair for me to ask of you. He's like, I, and I know this might not be the right time, but like, where's my gift? And if you want to get me something like, not only because it's my birthday, but because I did help Vicky. Well, I tried to. My address is 111 Salvatore Lane or whatever the address is. He sees like Matt's jacket. He's like, oh my God, is that for me? And Matt's like, I'm literally wearing this. <laughs> <laughs> Matt like orders curly fries and Stefan's like, this is so nice of you. And Matt's like, what the hell? I need to eat dinner. So we check in with Caroline and Damon. Damon's like, hey, uh, where's my crystal at? And Caroline's like, I tried to get it, but Bonnie won't give it to me. And it sizzled me when I touched it. And Damon's like, I can't believe it's doing that. He seems to be like, well, why is it doing that? So he doesn't really, it seems like he doesn't know that much about this crystal. Yeah, that's an astute observation. We don't really know what he knows about the crystal based on that. But he's like, well, you can't get my crystal back. And he calls her stupid, shallow, and useless, which is a little bit harsh. I would argue she's given more than enough use to him considering how much blood he's taken from her, but she got him out of that dungeon, didn't she? So she's not useless. Maybe she's shallow, but she's certainly not stupid. It's just rude. It's so mean to her. This isn't his fault, but her friends are really shutting her out right now. So he, yeah. he didn't need to do this on already a rough day for Miss Missy. Yeah, it, and it obviously affects her. And then we cut over to Lexi and Stefan who are dancing, even though Stefan's canonically not much of a dancer yeah but to be fair Lexi does say like I need to see some more foot motion and he's like no <laughs> he's like no I'm gonna stand here he's like on my birthday really when you say that to me on my birthday it just it hurts my feelings Lexi I'm trying to have fun because it's like my day but like you when you're like telling me how to dance it makes me feel like like you're forgetting that it's my birthday <laughs> and Lexi does like the Kourtney Kardashian thing she's like it's okay I just need to not make those jokes with you <laughs> Because to me, it's a joke. To you, it's serious. So, like, I just won't say it. <laughs> so then Damon, pissed off from not getting his crystal and riding the high of being extra rude to Caroline, goes outside and sees a couple making out. And he says, perfect. And he goes down and he kills the guy. And then he's about to attack the girl. And then we cut to black to a commercial break. But you can see him kind of grab the girl by the neck. Mm -hmm. and hold her against the wall. Yeah. But he's not like scratching. He's not doing anything. So I think that's a moment where it's pretty clear he's compelling her. You don't know of what yet, but. Of course, I was so stupid. The first time I was watching it, I was like, okay, he's choking her and then he's going to kill her. Okay, moving on. I mean, I'm hyper aware of it because I'm like. You're looking for things. Watching it with this extra lens. So. Yeah, I do. Well, and I do think I was loving Lexi so much when I first watched it. I said, I just simply don't want to hear anything else. I, I don't want to hear that she might be in danger. You're like, Lexi's not on screen right now, so I'm just going to check out for a second. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go play my <laughs> solitaire on my phone. Yeah. So then we cut back inside. Lexi and Stefan are playing pool, and they're talking to each other, and they're laughing. They're having a great time. And Elena's, like, standing. She made it to the grill after all. It is Stefan's birthday. Mm -hmm. Message was received. <laughs> and she's staring at them kind of moping. And Damon comes up to her, and he said, Stefan smiles, alert the media. Great line. <laughs> well, I'd be moping too if like, not only is Stefan so broody and now he's having so much fun with someone else, but also like it's been so heavy the past couple weeks with her and Stefan that it's gotta be hard to like see the fun version of him and be like, wow, I kind of am fully missing that because it's just been like all this shit. Exactly. Like, oh, he must really not be that into me because he's not having any fun. And she's still probably a little bit jealous of Lexi at this. 
at this point. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I look at Lexi and Stefan and I'm like, knowing the knowledge I know now, I'm like, there's no way that's never been romantic. I mean, it, I think she brings out the best in Stefan in a way that I'm not sold on Elena doing, but. Well, I mean, let's just say there's a reason Stefan and Elena don't end up together. Yeah. If you ask moi. I mean, I think Stefan needs to I kind of alluded to this with Caroline. He needs to be with someone more fun to bring that out of him. And Lexi does that. So Elena's like not really dealing with Damon's jokiness. She hits back. She's like, you know, you haven't given him a lot of reasons to be happy lately. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, hey, can I ask you a question? What did you do to Jeremy? Because he's not doing drugs or drinking. He's doing his homework. Like, what'd you do? And Damon says, I took away his suffering. And that's all he says. What do you make of this? The way he emphasized suffering, like kind of implied that he said, I took away all his suffering. Like, I don't think he said that explicitly, but that's kind of how that came across. Mm -hmm. So I think he said a little more than just the Vicky stuff. I don't know what he could have said. Like, like maybe he said something like about their parents, because, you know, I, one of my early predictions was that someone pulled Elena out of that lake. So even though Elena hasn't mentioned that that's how her pants died to Damon, perhaps Damon knows that hmm. and felt like that was some pain to take away for Jeremy too. Because if he had just taken away the Vicky stuff, like he still wasn't doing well beforehand. That's true. So I think there's more to that compulsion. And I'm thinking that maybe Damon knows something about that lake crash. Just something interesting. That's very interesting. I'm not going to respond to that, obviously. <laughs> I'm in the mindset of like pretty little liars. Nothing's an accident. I'm going to find every clue, even if the clue leads me to the wrong conclusion. Well, I'm going to find every clue except all the clues that Zach was a human. Those I fully ignored. <laughs> yeah, those you won't see. And you'll actually even find clues that aren't there, like clues yeah. that Zach is a vampire. I see what I want to see. Yeah. So we cut over to Bonnie and Caroline. Caroline is like angry. She's sad. And she's like, everyone thinks I'm like shallow. And basically, Caroline vents to Bonnie. She's like, I've been called shallow and stupid tonight. And Bonnie's like, who would say that to you? Don't listen to him. That's not true because she knows it's Damon who would say it. Yeah. Because the necklace is still obviously a sore spot. And Caroline's like, like, it's any better than how my best friend treats me. And so she's pissed off at Bonnie. She leaves. She's going to start drinking. She's got a long night ahead of her. In my notes, I just wrote, Bonnie, go fight him. Because, you know, and Bonnie was like, why would he say that to you? That's so fucked up. Like, that was her immediate reaction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Caroline obviously is feeling rough and didn't let her go into the details of it. But I do think Bonnie had the right instinct that she was like, no, yeah. what the hell? There's, I mean, there's obviously a lot that Bonnie doesn't know about Caroline and Damon's relationship, quote unquote. Yeah. But she knows it's toxic. Exactly. Then we cut over to the alleyway behind the grill and a deputy sees the dead body of the guy that Damon attacked. That's just a little tease because then we go back into the bar. Lexi orders two shots of tequila. Then she looks at Elena and says three. And the bartender says, I need to see some ID. And she said, no, you absolutely do not. And he said, okay. And he said, that'll be. And she said, free. And he said, yep. See, that's a girl who's living her life as a vampire. That's how I would be living as a vampire. I would not be paying for a single thing. I would not be doing anything I didn't even remotely want to do. Yeah. I'd just be running the fuck around, drinking my little juice boxes of blood. Yeah. And getting some shots. Yeah, you would not catch me doing anything. Yeah, I would be pouring like tequila in my blood bags. 
<laughs> a little a little cocktail. A little cocktail, if you will. <laughs> so Lexi goes up to Elena and Elena's kind of hesitant. She's like, oh, towel girl. And Lexi's like, whatever, I've been called worse. Lexi's not upset by feeling a little antagonized because Lexi is a feminist queen who understands why Elena's mad at her. And she's very, she's very secure in herself, which comes from being 350 years old that she's like, okay, like, yeah, I understand. I was in a towel at your boyfriend's house. That was uncomfortable for you. Fair enough. So they get to talking and Lexi kind of wins her over pretty quick. Yeah. Duh. She says that alcohol curbs cravings for blood. I don't know if that's useful information to have, but just something to think about. And Elena kind of talks to Lexi about some of her insecurities. She's like, I just feel like he's so happy with you and he's so himself and he can't be himself with me. And Lexi makes a great point. She's like, Telling you that he was a vampire was the first step. Everything else comes with time. I've known him for a hundred years. Of course, he's more comfortable with me. She was like, you haven't known him for a hundred years. She's like, you know, the love of my life was human. And I can tell you that love does conquer all. And Elena's basically like, I'm scared of dating a vampire, of all this stuff, of this whole life. And Lexi's like... Well, you came here tonight, so obviously the love is stronger than the fear. Well, Lexi also mentions that the love of her life was human. I just said that. Oh, did you? I couldn't. I didn't remember if you did. It's okay. Honestly, I wasn't listening. (laughs) Do you have anything else to add about that? Well, I think it's interesting that she mentions that the love of her life was human because I think that also makes Elena more comfortable. Like, oh, this is possible. Although, where is that guy now? Unanswered question. It endears Elena to Lexi. And we see during this conversation that Stefan is still playing pool, even though he was playing with Lexi. Like, buddy, wait for her to come back. Yeah, you're cheating. He said, it's my birthday. I'm going to win pool. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm allowed to cheat on my birthday. Me too, buddy. Yeah, me every year. So Lexi goes back over to the pool table where Stefan is. And Stefan says, thanks for doing that. And she says, I was feeling epic. Again, weird use of the word epic. Yeah, which is a theme. And let me tell you, This line is like one of the iconic lines of the Vampire Diaries series as a whole. I think this is a funny line. Yeah, the name of the the series finale episode is I Was Feeling Epic. But this also brings up a question. So, you know, Stefan gave Elena a lot of information about vampires. Mm -hmm. Did he tell her that he can eavesdrop on conversations from far away? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why she would assume that he's eavesdropping all the time. That's just interesting. If I knew that someone could eavesdrop like that, I would always assume they were eavesdropping if they're like in the room. And Elena doesn't seem like limited by that in any way. So it just seems like he left out a couple convenient things. Yeah, I do think, or maybe she's at a party, so she's not concerned like that the noise might be drowned out. Yeah. Either way, yeah, I would worry about that. But I think Elena's like pure of heart or whatever. So she's like, oh, he wouldn't do that. She's a little more trusting. And I think pure of heart is a good word for her as a protagonist of a supernatural show. That's kind of a character. Yeah, I think it's probably just most likely that she doesn't know that's a thing he can do. Yeah. And that that'll come up eventually. I mean, I know eventually she knows he can do that. But whatever, not important. It might have just not come up. I mean, he told her a lot of vampire stuff. That probably wasn't his top priority. Yeah. He was like, I do like garlic. That's <laughs> yeah. the most important thing you need to know. He said, also, I like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut over back into the alleyway where the deputy has gotten the sheriff. And he's like, look at this dead body I found. And she said, uh-oh. And he said, and also. And he points at the alive girlfriend. And the sheriff's basically like, do you know what did this? And the girl like nods. And then the girl says, yeah, this vampire bit me and then said they were feeling epic. And that felt like a weird thing to say, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And the sheriff's like, I don't know. Epic's kind of a word that's in the national consciousness. And she's like, no, I know that, but not used in this context. It felt like a weird context for it. And then they say, book them. (laughs) Just kidding. The girl didn't say anything. The girl was obviously um, not in a great mood. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say that. A, a little 
a little shooketh. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? The night kind of took a turn for her. So <laughs> then we cut back into the party. Elena goes up to Stefan at the pool table. She's clearly like kind of softened to him. They're chatting. Not much really happens there. And then Caroline is drunk and she falls into a booth with Matt and an unnamed friend who we don't even see. And an extra. Yeah. And an extra <laughs> who got to sit with Matt. And Matt basically tells his friend, like, go get coffee for Caroline. Like, his friend's a waiter, but who am I? (laughs) And Caroline's like, hey, am I shallow? And Matt says, is that a trick question? So the answer is yes. It's just so funny because he comes up and Matt's like, well, my sister's gone. I need someone new to fix. Yeah. So- I can fix you. Yeah. And (laughs) Caroline says, you know, I really want to be deep. And Matt says, no offense, but deep's not really your scene. Rude. I know he's kind of saying that, trying to be nice, but like, what a fucked up thing to say to someone. I know. He's kind of saying like, you don't have to try to be something you're not. But also it's like, all these people are acting like Caroline is just like really shallow and that's all she is. Like, she contains multitudes. They're all just like, he's like, well, Caroline, like, yeah, you are kind of dumb and shallow. Like, but you're so dumb. I didn't think that would bother you. Yeah, Caroline's been such a good friend to all of these people. And they all think of her as like, like this shallow control freak. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. And she's going through like shit. I do think that probably, and this is not anyone's fault, but I'm guessing in the past year, Elena and Matt have kind of been like the central conflict of their friend group. Yeah. And have kind of overtaken conversations. And I don't know when Caroline's parents got divorced, but it's like, I think it was probably easier. It's easy to downplay issues Caroline goes through also because she's like really put together. She's obviously on like some kind of student council. She plans events. I'm sure that the picture she presents to her friends is not one of struggle. So I think probably they just don't really think she has any problems which is not their fault because that's obviously the picture she wants them to see. Yeah. And it's got to be hard for Caroline when she's going through this tough stuff and she's not saying anything. Whereas like Elena's going through tough stuff that not only maybe Elena's talking about it more, but is more like visible mm-hmm. just because people would know how her parents died. Yeah. You don't have to be like deep to have like important emotions. Everyone's making this judgment of whose problems are worse. And I think Caroline makes that judgment too of like, I can't really say shit because Elena, Matt, they all have it much worse than me. So I think she invalidates her own emotions and then to have them invalidated by her friends as well cannot be easy. All to say, Caroline deserves better. Matt is like, okay, I can fix you. So he offers to take her home and he carries her outside. And of course they run into the sheriff because the sheriff's about to storm the party for the vampires. I think at first, maybe the sheriff was like, did she get attacked? Yeah. But then he's like, no, she's drunk. And she's like, oh my God, they served you in there. And Matt's like, I'm going to take her home. Don't worry about it. And the sheriff's like, yeah, yeah, you guys should get out of here. And then she says to her deputies, don't let anyone else leave. Finally, Lexi goes up to Damon at the bar and She's like, why are you in Mystic Falls? And, you know, he deflects, of course. And then eventually he says, I have a diabolical master plan. And she's like, can you tell me what it is? And he's like, well, no, that wouldn't be very diabolical. Now, would it? So while they're chatting with each other, the sheriff comes in with the attacked girl. And she's like, okay, look around. Let me know if you see him. And she points at Lexi and Damon. So, you know, at the time it's like, oh, how's Damon going to get out of this mess? But she goes up to Lexi and Damon and she injects Lexi with Vervain, we assume. And Damon's like, oh my God, what? What's happening? And the sheriff's like, don't worry about it. So they drag Lexi out. Stefan and Elena notice and they try to follow, but there are deputies like, oh, you can't go out this way. But there's another door that can go out of. So some deputies. So then we cut outside of the grill. The deputies are like carrying Lexi 
but she gets her strength back. She knocks them out of the way, throws them into a car. And then the sheriff shoots at Lexi with a gun that doesn't have wooden bullets, we can assume. Clearly doesn't have wooden bullets because she is not super phased by the shots. Yeah. And she keeps getting closer and closer to the sheriff. And then Damon comes out of the shadows and stakes Lexi in the heart. And she says, why? And he says, it's part of the plan. And Stefan and Elena see this happen. Yeah, they're hiding behind a corner being quiet. And, you know, obviously Lexi couldn't have seen this coming, but she had time to run while she was being shot at. I know. Well, she even said earlier in the episode, she's like, if a guy was shooting me with wooden bullets... I would run. Guess you wouldn't. I mean, this wasn't wooden bullets, but you know. (laughs) Guess not, sweetie. (laughs) And she gets like veiny and gray. So she is dead, dead. Yeah. To our knowledge. And Damon's like, hey, are you okay? To the sheriff. And she's like, thank you so much. Wow. This is a very smart plan by him because it makes him so trustworthy. The sheriff will like be like, oh my God, that guy saved my life. I got to trust him. She'll never assume that a vampire would kill another vampire based on what she knows of vampires. Yeah. He is at the absolute bottom of her vampire list right now. Yeah. You're watching it as the audience. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe he would kill Lexi. And then you take a second and you're like, that is kind of a smart move. It makes him trustworthy and at the bottom of the suspect list, but also makes him very much open to be a confidant for the sheriff. Mm -hmm. To really place him in the spot where he gets updates on the investigation naturally. Which is exactly where he needs to be. This helps Stefan too. Yeah. And Stefan doesn't know all the information they have. Like Damon knew that they were figuring out that they could maybe walk into daylight. And that puts him and Stefan specifically at risk because as Lexi pointed out, they're the only ones with daylight rings. Yeah. I am sad about it because I really like Lexi, but- This was a very good plan by Damon. Mm -hmm. And Stefan obviously is not ready to hear it yet. And he'll probably always be a little bit mad about it, but it is what it is. So Sheriff like thanks Damon for staking. He's like, I guess the adrenaline kicked in. And she says, this nightmare is over. And Damon says, he caught a lucky break with the witness that was able to ID the vampire. So this is a question I have. They clearly don't seem to know about compulsion. Well, I guess they know about Vervain and they all have the Vervain necklaces and shit. So they know that. So they must know that compulsion is a thing. But I think they assume, based on what they know, they assume there's one vampire in town. And they assume that if uh, that vampire were going to compel, they would compel the witness you know, not to point them out. So I think the assumption is that they just really did get lucky. I think it is totally foolish to think you got lucky. It's a crazy amount of luck that you would have gotten, especially given that you had like no leads. I mean, it's really the sheriff and all of them patting themselves on the back for something that they did not do. He's exploiting the fact that they wanted this to be over so bad that the sheriff is not thinking that was too easy. Yeah. The sheriff is thinking, we got a vampire. What's the problem? So then we check in with Matt and Caroline. Matt has put Caroline in her bed and Caroline says to Matt, do you ever feel like there's not a person in the world that loves you? Ouch. Yeah. He said, yeah, life can be a little rough, which at first I was like, Matt, you're kind of like cavalier about this, but honestly, Matt probably feels that way and he's just kind of accepted that that's his life. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think he can be cavalier and they both basically agree. They're like, I wish life was different. And Caroline asks him to stay. So what do you think of this potential couple? It's not wise. What's not wise about it? Both of them are in such a vulnerable, vulnerable spot right now. Caroline thinking that no one loves her, that everyone hates her. Like that's never a good time to start in a couple. And Matt, you know, is completely by himself. I just think it's it's not a smart move by either of them. 
And so I don't think it's going to last very long because I think it's they just need someone to comfort them and both of them don't really have anyone else right now mm-hmm. because Elena kind of left them both in the lurch. How do you think Elena is going to feel about this couple? Bad. <laughs> First of all, because I think she will be, I think she's going to be very surprised by this. How long do you think this couple is going to last? Like over, under, when, like, what do you think? I don't think they as a couple will make it to the end of season one. Okay. I think it's got one of those things that they're both in this spot where they need someone to care about them, but they're going to figure that out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to outside the grill stefan is pissed off he's talking to elena and he gives us a review of damon's greatest hits he killed zach lexi tanner and vicky oh no he says he turned vicky because stefan can't say damon killed vicky stefan killed vicky yeah and i don't know why stefan's acting like he's so mad that tanner's dead but whatever who am i not for nothing stefan seemed to get over killing vicky pretty fast so a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black here but who am i and he's over zach pretty fast i mean it's a tv show we can't really deal with grief in the way we need to in real life he can't lean on it forever and also he's 162 he's probably seen his fair share of people die so yeah. this isn't really new he'll move on and he said you know damon's not gonna change i have to kill him and elena's like oh no please don't yeah elena's like don't do that <laughs> yeah she's like that's a bad idea and stefan's like why do you keep protecting him? And she's like, I'm not protecting him. I'm protecting you. Like, this is going to affect you if you kill your brother. And also like, because, and Stefan makes a comment like, well, Damon follows me everywhere I go. And it's like, don't you think that means that like, he's like hoping you reach out in some way? I know. I'm like, don't you guys want to like work on your relationship? Yeah. If they would just talk to each other, that's the lesson for all the brothers out there. Just talk. That's what when Grace and I get in a fight on the podcast, we just tell each other how we're feeling and maybe we cry, but then we get past it. Yeah. And then, and then I cut it out of the final episode. <laughs> Elena's like, look, I know I said I want you to stay away from me, but I really want to be here for you for this. And Stefan said, no, you were right. I should stay away. I'm going to go. So <laughs> there's a little flip. He's like, well, you didn't even say happy birthday to me at the party. So I'm kind of mad at you right now. And he's like, did you not even get me anything? It's like, all you get me for my birthday is you're telling me not to kill my brother. That's so selfish. It's my birthday. If anyone can kill their brother, it should be me today because it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm going to kill my brother if I want to. So then we cut to the Salvatore house and Damon's there and Stefan kind of attacks him. Uh, Damon's just having a nice little drink and Stefan kind of knocks him out. They fight. Stefan is really holding his own in this fight in a way he hasn't before. So what's that about? I think it's just the adrenaline. If Stefan ever drinks human blood again, we'll know. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to guess he will drink human blood again at some point. I, I think, think that's, that's an it. absolutely fair guess. And Damon's like, hey, I did this to get the town off our trail. And Stefan rightfully is like, yeah, it was your fault they were even on our trail, but okay. And then Stefan stakes him, but in the stomach. And Damon's like, you missed. And Stefan's like, yeah, I did that on purpose, just so you know I spared you. So this brings us to a little bit of a technicality about staking. I've just made this connection. I don't know if this is like official, but I think it is. To kill a vampire, you have to stake them in the heart. You can't just stake them in like the leg. I think that's a common thing in the lore of vampires. I think it is. It has to be in the heart. It's all about the heart, isn't it? It all goes back to the heart. And doesn't Stefan know that? Yeah. You know, I wish that Damon would have said something like, well, hey, I wouldn't have had to do this if you hadn't killed Vicky last week. Like, we could have done this to Vicky. That's true. I also wish he would have said, I wouldn't have had to do this if you could be interested in a girl who doesn't look like Catherine. Yeah, Damon's like, look at me. I had sex with fucking Caroline. She doesn't look a thing like Catherine. Exactly. It's called growth, bitch. So then Damon is kind of, he's kind of writhing on the floor. Yeah, he pulls the stake out. It's been a hard day for Damon. I mean, Damon's been busy today and he did a lot of work today and it hasn't been fun for him. 
He didn't want to kill Lexi. He had to. He had a long day. He just saved his brother and then his brother fucking stakes him. And hey, I didn't get her killed until the end of your birthday. Yeah, he. you had one last great night together. Again, should have gone to see Bon Jovi. So then we close out the episode with Bonnie having a nightmare. We see her asleep. She's tossing and turning. The crystal is lighting up. It's blinking, blinky blink. She's running in the woods and she trips and we see little Miss Emily Bennett, a.k.a. Maya St. Germain in Civil War Drag. And she says, it's coming. And then Bonnie wakes up in the woods outside of, I'm not sure if you saw this, the Salvatore tomb. Oh, I didn't know that was the Salvatore tomb. Okay, I was going to ask because she woke up in the cemetery and it looks like where all of Vicky's friends were killed. Is that correct? I actually don't know. It could just be another mausoleum. So that's the end of the episode. Here's a question I have for you. Of course, I have to ask you this. You think we're going to see Lexi again? I think in flashbacks, because you seem to know more about their relationship than me. So I think we'll see her in flashbacks. But it does seem that this gray, veiny, wooden stake to the heart is like a final death moment Mm -hmm. for vampires. So I don't think we'll see her like in the chronological future from this night. I wish we would because I loved her. There's a lot of death in this show. It's becoming very clear and that it's going to come kind of like I vaguely saw this coming with Lexi. I It seemed like Damon was going to frame her, but it was still rough because they really gave us a great character and then immediately took her away. Yeah. And right after Vicky. It was just it was her. I loved her. They're not afraid to kill people. That's the thing about the Vampire Diaries is none of these people are safe ever. Never think these people are safe. That's the end of this episode. It's a sad one. But a fun one in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's Stefan's birthday and he'll cry if he wants to. And I think he does want to. We were saying he seemed a lot happier and he should be booting on his birthday. I'm going to guess he's going to be booting on his birthday for the following years. Yeah, <laughs> his birthday's not going to be fun I'm anymore. Gonna, I'm going to guess this is the last fun one. He had 162 though. So that's a lot. Yeah, he said, okay, um, <laughs> I don't like my birthday so much anymore. Oh, here's another question for you. So Emily Bennett said, it's coming. What do you think's coming? I sense that the witches know about the vampires, but I'm not sure the vampires know about the witches. Interesting. So I think the witches are more aware of the supernatural happenings in Mystic Falls, Mm -hmm. which is probably why they've survived since like the 1600s there. You know, there's a reason that they've stayed around through these generations, whereas the vampires, as far as we know, have been here since like the 1860s. So I think the supernatural stuff is only going to increase. And I think it will eventually lead to essentially a massacre of sorts. Mm, Interesting. I think it's meant to be vague. You think it's coming is meant to be vague? (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. But that's the end of this episode. As always, you know, tell your friends who are Vampire Diaries fans to listen to this podcast. Tell your friends to become Vampire Diaries fans if they're not already. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. I expected to enjoy it and I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. So I think even if you think this show might not be for you, it probably will be. Yeah. Tell your friends that. Follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. Uh, We're throwing out some great highlights from the podcast. And on Instagram, we will post Stefan's uh, astrological chart. So you can take a look at it up close and personal. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Keep on listening. Hope you're enjoying the show. But for now, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. <laughs>